It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Tim Weisberg Show, Brian in for Tim today and tomorrow. Our quote of the day, one day, if I go to heaven, I'll look around and say, it ain't bad, but it ain't San Francisco. Herb Cain, San Francisco colonist who died seven, eight years ago, I believe it was in 2016. 508-996-0500. Did you hear this story out of Kingston? Guess it happened yesterday. Uh, this guy, and of course we have to say alleged, but apparently this guy, Paluzzi, I believe is how the name is pronounced, had a dog, young dog. And I guess he didn't want the dog anymore. And he went to take him one place and they would not take his dog. Then he went to get the dog euthanized. And the folks at the euthanasia place said, nothing wrong with this dog. And so he took him back home. And as the story goes, this guy, Paluzzi, allegedly poisoned his dog with fentanyl. Fentanyl. And when that didn't work, he stabbed the dog. And neighbors heard screaming. I'm not sure if it was the dog yelping or or, or who was doing the screaming. Later on, the authorities did catch up with this guy, Paluzzi, and he's being held for a head check. But man, I, I, I don't know how he ended up with the dog in the first place, but he tried poisoning the fentanyl. I, and I think fentanyl is one of the charges he's being hit on for having it. Are we in such dire straits right now that we feed dogs fentanyl? 
What can, you know? I, I'm going to use this term. What a sick pup. I'm not talking about the dog. I'm talking about the guy. Who does stuff like this? You know, I, I've heard of people stabbing their dogs before. So the, this, this is not a first. And I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying I've heard of that. But poisoning with fentanyl? And I've heard of people poisoning pets before. But this seems to be taking it to a, a, a new level. And I don't know how much deeper we need to go here. If you don't want the dog, give it away to somebody who really wants it. You know, don't, don't always run to the rescue league or something like that. Maybe somebody on your street. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody you work with whose kid wants a dog. But to poison it, and, and then I guess the fentanyl didn't work. I don't know what fentanyl does to a dog. Apparently with this one, it didn't do much. Then you, then you go and stab it? What do you think is going to happen to you, idiot? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm the idiot. I mean, really? I guess I I can just feel a little bit better knowing that I don't really know this person. Imagine if that was your next door neighbor. Mm. 508-996-0500. So I was telling you going into the top of the hour news about a report that came out courtesy of AAA, the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety. They did a survey, nationwide survey. And what they found is that basically four out of every 10 drivers is considered a safe driver. What's a safe driver? They report that you're you're self-reporting now. So they report engaging in few, if any, risky driving-related behaviors. Surprise, surprise. Women comprise the majority. 57% of the safe drivers are women. 43%, I guess, that would mean men. But that's four out of out of 10, basically 41%. Drivers admitting to speeding. This was actually the largest group, 22.7%. These drivers reported driving 15 miles per hour over the speed limit on freeways and or 10 miles per hour over the speed limit on residential streets. But they say that they didn't engage in most of the other dangerous driving behaviors. A distracted and aggressive driver, 17.3%. These drivers reported distracted driving behaviors like texting while driving, speeding, and aggressive behavior such as running a red light, 
switching lanes too quickly. Now, if you run a red light, you don't really mean to do it on purpose. And and that happens. You run a red light by accident. All of a sudden, you're considered an aggressive driver. It doesn't say running a red light frequently, but if you do it one time, you know, you made a mistake. Darn. Switching lanes quickly. It's a stupid thing to do. Yes, you're supposed to check your mirrors and turn your head. But how many people have switched driving lanes too quickly and somebody's honking the horn and then you quickly go back into your lane? Or you are aggressive and even though they honk the horn, you keep on proceeding because you're saying, look, I'm almost there, I'm there anyway, and and we're not going to hit each other. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. And I have to admit, there are times, few, but times that I've done it to others. We are an aggressive lot here in the Commonwealth. In fact, uh, 27% of fatalities in Massachusetts, auto fatalities, are because of speeding. A distracted driver without the aggressive driving are drivers that read text messages or text while driving. They don't necessarily switch lanes or run red lights. Happened two times yesterday when I was driving. People texting or or reading a text. I, I, I put it all in the same category. People texting while driving. It is so infuriating. And I want to yell at the top of my lungs. But you know what? It, it doesn't do any good. People look at you. They give you the finger. All of a sudden, I'm the bad person for pointing it out. And, and so what do you do? I mean, I, I had an idea years ago that what I'm going to do, if I, if I see somebody texting while driving, I'm going to take down their license plate number. But wait a minute. If I'm doing that, what am I doing while I'm driving? Or I'm, what am I going to do? Pull over to the side of the road, try to remember what the license plate was and then jot it down and then drive off on my business. And then what do I do? What do I do then? I can go to the police department. What are they going to do with it? Oh, yeah. So that happened how many minutes ago? What do you want me to do? Nothing. Nothing is going to happen. So here we are, we have 
Distracted drivers coming in at 15%. Those are the people that text or um, read a text while driving. Distracted drivers and aggressive drivers, 17.3%. They not only text while driving, they speed. And they also will run a red light every once in a while. And they switch lanes. And then, of course, you've got the drivers that are driving over 15 miles per hour on the uh, above the speed limit. And you know what? I have to raise my hand. That's me. Because a lot of times <clears throat> when I'm on the highway, I don't, <clears throat> excuse me there, I don't necessarily know what the speed limit is. I may have seen it, you know, Back when it said 65, but I don't know if it jumped up to 70. I don't know if it went down to 55. And so I could be doing 70 when I should be in a in a 55 mile an hour zone and I'm on a freeway. So crap like that happens. But AAA, I mean, I, I it doesn't seem like they give any any leeway for play, 50 miles over the speed limit. Yeah, that that's cause to give a ticket. But if you've been on 195 or 140 and you've gone over the speed limit or somebody else, let's take it out of your pocket for a second. Somebody else is going over the speed limit or you're pretty sure that they are by the way they zipped right by you. And you notice up ahead that there's a police officer And the police officer is still sitting there. What are you thinking? The cop isn't even stopping that person. So, uh, AAA, I mean, great report. Glad you were able to put this out. Is it going to change people's driving habits? My guess, humble get, look, I, I tried the yelling at people for texting while driving. I don't know if there are any more people or any less people, but I still see people texting while driving. You know, the we've got the TV back working here in the WBSM studio. And I was watching New England Cable News and they did a feature going back to yesterday where the social media CEOs were testifying on Capitol Hill. I brought this up real early this morning. I don't know if you saw any of of the testimony. Zuckerberg and and company, you know, they were talking about what they're trying to do to protect children, young adults from um, exploitation up on, on their social media sites. Well, Lindsey Graham, Senator Graham, he's a part of the Judiciary Committee. Lindsey Graham says there's an upside to everything here, but the dark side hasn't been dealt with. Exactly what does that mean, Lindsey Graham? Anyway, Senator Richard Blumenthal, he's from Connecticut, in case you didn't know. And this is what he was saying about the social media companies. 
They're going to make more promises, more empty commitments. That's why we need the legislation. So there's going to be some type of legislation. That's basically what we're led to believe from all of this to try to protect minors from becoming victims of sexual abuse, trafficking, exploitation. I don't know how these companies are going to go about doing it. Nothing is 100% foolproof. And then what happens when the bad thing happens? But I was thinking, and I mentioned this to Phil Devitt earlier this morning. I said, it's amazing how these senators can sit down and and bring these high-powered CEOs together to talk about this, yet they don't do anything about some of the books that are present in schools that many parents are fighting against. It doesn't seem to make any sense to me. You know, how they can come out and talk about this type of exploitation when they're basically greenlighting what DESE and school committees and and the folks that run the schools and, and the libraries are allowing to happen. How many times have we heard a parent call this, this radio station complaining about some of the books on display dealing with indoctrination and, and uh, gender mutation and, and changing identities? That stuff is all right in schools. But the Lindsey Grahams and Richard Blumenthal's, and you have one from the Republican side, one from the Democrat. They want to go after Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and and YouTube. They want to go after those platforms because they're grandstanding. They are grandstanding. That's about all you can really say about it. They are grandstanding. They are not, um, they're not really going to do anything. They don't really expect anything to change. But the people feel good because these senators are bringing up the subject. They're talking about it. It might get a vote on and it might pass. Who knows? But the question is, what will change? Will the exploitation stop? Will the trafficking stop? Do you think it will? Do you think the sexual abuse will stop? And what will, you know, what kind of legislation can you put together to try to make this stuff stop? I don't know. But the Lindsey Grahams, the Cottons, the Blumenthal's, they want us to believe that our senators are hard at work on the issue. We're gonna, they're going to change things. You know it and I know it. It's not going to change. So, I don't know. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, who is this? This is Zuckerberg. The difficult reality is that no matter how much we invest or how effective our tools are, there's always more to learn and more improvements to make. But we remain ready 
to work with members of this committee, industry, and parents to make the Internet safer for everyone. I guess if you want to believe that, go ahead and believe it. I know what I want to believe. I want to believe that Phil Devitt is in Studio 6 and 7 eighths, ready for his next update. And he is. How you doing, Phil? Good morning, Brian. Hey. Well, three people are dead and nine injured, some of them critically after a building collapsed in Idaho. Boise Fire Division Chief Aaron Hummel says crews were first on the scene and worked to stabilize the chaotic situation. It was fairly catastrophic. There were some technical rescues that they were having to make uh, just based on where uh, some of the victims were located in, in the collapsed area. A 39,000 square foot steel hangar that was under construction near the airport in Boise collapsed Wednesday, leading to multiple victims. The company building the hangar said dozens of people were working on the site. Authorities are not sure yet what caused the building to collapse. A Pennsylvania man is being charged with murder for allegedly beheading his father and showing the head on YouTube. Police believe Justin Moan beheaded his 68-year-old father at his home and then showed it on a YouTube video in which he complained about the government and called his father a traitor. Mark Zuckerberg is apologizing to parents whose children were apparently harmed by Instagram. The Meta CEO made the apology directly to a group of parents Wednesday during a Senate hearing about online child exploitation. Zuckerberg told the parents that his company is working on, quote, efforts to make sure no one has to go through the things your families have had to suffer. The Biden administration is submitting proposed prices for 10 drugs under Medicare. Negotiations, the White House says, will lower costs. The list includes everything from medicine for blood clots and diabetes to heart failure and rheumatoid arthritis. The drugs on the list are among the most purchased. Drug makers now have 30 days to respond to the prices, which they can accept or make a counter offer. And President Biden will join other leaders today for the National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C. The breakfast is organized by a nonprofit group called the National Prayer Breakfast Foundation, which says all faiths are welcome. Every president since Eisenhower in 53 has attended the annual breakfast. The premature birth rate in the U.S. has risen 12 percent in the past 10 years. New data released by the CDC yesterday also showed that early term birth rates were up, rising 20 percent from 2014 to 2022. Experts say several factors may cause earlier births, including high blood pressure, diabetes, and complications associated with obesity. Billy Joel's new song, first new song really in 20 years, is out this morning. Turn the Lights Back On is Joel's first single since 2007's All My Life. Hard to believe that was almost 20 years ago. Joel teased it at Madison Square Garden last month, telling the crowd he was working on a little something. And some Billy Joel fans who get a sneak preview of the song said, The Piano Man sounds as good as ever. Turning now to the region, closing arguments expected today in the trial of Fall River Police Officer Nicholas Hoare. He's accused of covering up use of excessive force on a man in police custody a few years ago. And Rhode Island lawmakers tentatively scheduling a joint hearing for February 12th regarding the issues surrounding the mess that is the Washington Bridge. The hearing will examine what caused the westbound span to go from being declared safe last July to being closed on December 11th. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Celtics play the Los Angeles Lakers at TD Garden tonight at 7.30.
Now let's get a check on your forecast with ABC6. Great skies this morning, overcast with some patchy fog. As we head into the afternoon, temperatures will uh, dip into or climb into the low 40s. Gray skies continue overnight tonight with a slight chance of fog developing. Slight chance for snow Friday morning, changing over to rain temperature in the low 40s. Looking forward to a better weekend. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. It's okay if you listen in the shower. Just keep it to yourself and don't make it weird. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Noticing at WBSM.com, there are going to be some new restaurants opening up. Uh, a barbecue place at um, 250 Union. So uh, there are some big changes going on. And I believe even the Cove Surf and Turf is looking to do some upgrading, uh, maybe adding a, an outdoor patio. Hmm. Things are looking better. Things are changing around. Hello. Hello. Hey. Yeah, I just wanted to know when that pizza place was going to be opening. Which pizza place? The Rico's Pizza in Dartmouth. Uh, the o, you, uh, TKO Malley's, and then what was it after? Uh, not Fathoms. What, what, what? Buster's. Buster's. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I thought it was open. I drive by there, and it, it looks like that sign changes but i i guess it's not open is that what you're trying to yeah make me believe anyway yeah i don't know if it's open or not huh yeah and you go by during the daytime yeah hmm i i i don't know i i thought it was open i i haven't really been going to restaurants lately just to try to keep myself healthy Uh, But, you know, it was it's on that it's on that little radar list. You know, I kind of want to see what it's like, although I don't really eat pizza. What what caught your fancy? I just wanted to know when it was going to be opening. That's all you guys knew, because I know you guys know everything that opens up on the South Coast. Well, we try to anyway. I'm not sure that we know everyone, but uh, and certainly there's one that slipped by my radar. But um, hopefully soon. I, I again, I thought it was open, and it's. I'm, Who do I contact, or how will I find out? Well, you know what? Here's what I might do. I might. Do, for, well, you can't do information anymore. You know, dialing four one one and asking for the new place. But I would check with the town of Dartmouth since it's a Dartmouth restaurant, and okay. uh, check with their licensing committee because they probably have an idea. Uh, like I said, I thought they were open. Uh, the sign okay, seems to be I don't know who to call in Dartmouth. I don't know who to call on the town website. I don't know who to call. I would call the licensing board. All right, thank and, you. You know, and if and if you can't uh, get them directly, start with the clerk and let the clerk direct you from there. Okay, thank you. All right, no problem. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I thought the place was open. 
But um, I'm intrigued. That's what I'll say. I'm I'm intrigued. If you go to WBSM.com, Kristen Pacheco put up a story about a new barbecue and I guess it's some type of brew something that's going to be attached to it at 250 Union, which means another another place opening in downtown New Bedford. I am always of the opinion you could only have so many restaurants to go around. But it is survival of the fittest. And um, I'm a sucker for a good barbecue joint, that's for sure. But um, they, they don't expect it to open anytime soon. There's still some some work that needs to to take place, but... Barbecue in downtown New Bedford. I don't know the last time that there was a barbecue joint. And I'm saying a barbecue joint, not places that also serve barbecue. But a barbecue restaurant. In fact, as I think about it during my time, I'm not sure that there ever was. There are a lot of restaurants. And um, I was listening to Somebody talking the other day about um, restaurant that used to be in in downtown on uh, Purchase Street and I'm uh, Casa. What was the name of that place? Uh, Cafe Italia that recently closed down, and um, I think the person listed on his resume that was the last place that he worked, and that place has been closed. Pretty close to a year, if not more than a year. I guess a long time uh, to keep that search going. But I, I think in this day and age, a lot of people are doing takeout or a lot of people are having food delivered to their home. The restaurant business is always a very tricky, tricky business. Very competitive. And I wish everyone that gives it a go the best. But not everybody is going to survive. But like I said, I'm a sucker for a good barbecue restaurant. And then uh, Cove Surf and Turf on uh, Cove by Peyton Aram and um, what's that other street that slides off, uh, forks off to the left, right there by the hurricane barrier. Anyway, that, that restaurant has always looked like it's closed to me. But apparently they've uh, put in uh, with the Zoning Board of Appeals. Excuse me. To have a a deck put on so people can sit outside and enjoy the view of Clark's Cove, which would be a nice scenic view for three or four months of the year, maybe five months. And I hope it works out for them. 
But it, that restaurant just seems like it's in a very odd location. And what do I mean by that? There doesn't seem to be a lot of parking in that area. And maybe they're going to add to the back or, or something like that. But you're pretty much parking right there on one of the streets. And I'm, again, if you're looking to go out to eat, you don't want to be hassling to, to find a parking space. And it's another restaurant competing with an area that has the Inner Bay Cafe. Um, Porto, and pardon me, I'm, I'm shy on, on its last name. But there, there are other restaurants in that area. I, again, I, I wish them all the best. But I can imagine in this day and age to put a deck on top of on top of an existing structure to add 40, 50, 60, maybe 90 seats. That can't be an inexpensive endeavor. In fact, uh, the plans, as I saw them drawn up, also calls for uh, restrooms up in, uh, up in that deck area. And, you know, doing a restaurant isn't, uh, doing a restroom isn't an inexpensive endeavor. So, I, again, to the folks at Rico's, the new barbecue place slated for downtown and Cove Surf and Turf, I wish you the best. Hope you make millions. Welcome back. 508-996-0500. Uh, that story about that dirt bag in uh, Kingston back on TV. Uh, real sick story. Uh, a guy by the name of Paluzzo. I could almost say, just call him Loser. He has a dog and he wanted to get rid of it and couldn't get rid of it, so he tried feeding it fentanyl. When the fentanyl didn't work, he stabbed the dog. What an absolute loser. So what do... What do you think we should do to somebody like that? He's already going to get hit on fentanyl charges, but what do you do in an animal cruelty case? How much time? Have a frog in my throat today. How much how much time do we give a dirt bag like this? Again, alleged Alleged. But how much time do do we give to somebody like that? I you know I like dogs. I'm not big on cats, but I wouldn't do anything to harm a cat. And what's what did the what did the dog do except you know, most dogs, most dogs they want to be your friend. They guard you. Why on why on earth do you want to kill a dog? Or maybe the better question is what's ticking upstairs in your head to make you want to do something like this? Uh, you you don't want the dog. 
I mean, you could worst case scenario, just let the dog run loose and take the dog tags off of it and wish the best for it. But to stab it after you tried poisoning it? That's one sick pup. And I again, I'm not talking about the dog. It's just stories like that just really tick me off. Because it's it's senseless. There's no there's no reason for anybody to want to do something like that. Why 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 bother? What do you want to get in the news? Is that it? You having problems paying your bills and you want uh, to get locked up in the cuckoo house for a little while? Let somebody else take care of your life for you? Why do you why do you bother to you know, I could go on I mean it just it just really irks me. I I, I you know most people most people love their pets. And um, it really sours me when we have somebody who just thinks that, well, what the heck? I'm just going to, I'm just going to kill it because I can't get rid of the animal. Instead of thinking, try a little bit harder to find somebody else who wants a loving pet. It is about mindset every once in a while. What say you? Hello. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I think that was rotten what you said about Cove Surf and Turf. They have a parking lot, and the, what you said was so discouraging. Uh, it's bad, and they have excellent food. I didn't it, say it, anything nice, about their food. Yes, you did. You just said it with this, oh, you think it's always closed and there's no parking. That's, there not, parking that's not talking about the food. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm going to let you speak. Go ahead. No, I think it was right in what you said. You're discouraging people to go there. It's a nice restaurant. They have very good food, and there is a little parking lot there. Hello? I mean, that's horrible what you said. Really is. Well, you have, they, people have enough trouble or having a business without you saying nasty things. Oh, God bless America. Yes, God yes. bless America. Thank you very much. Number one, didn't say anything about their food. Don't know anything about their food. I talked about what I see with my eyes, and I drive by that area all the time. Now, if there's a little parking lot in the back, that doesn't tell me when you're adding 90 seats that you're going to have a lot of room for parking. So I wish them the best. I wish all of these restaurants the best. It's a very competitive business. You must work for them. And that's fine if you do. But I'm going to say, like I said it before, I wish them the best. Good luck with it. 508-996-0500. Keeping my composure. But going back to this, this guy, Paluzzo. And again, it's, it's all alleged. He hasn't had his day in court. But it looks like they've got their man. And, I, you know, I just, 
shake my head. Why does why why does somebody want to stab a seemingly nice dog? And as the story on New England Cable News goes, he did try to take the dog over to an SPCA type type place. They wouldn't take the dog because there was nothing wrong with the dog. Then the guy tried to get the dog euthanized. But they didn't want the dog because there was nothing wrong with the dog. And so he takes the dog home and I don't know you know, maybe the dog barked or something. I, I don't know. Don't want to try to pretend like I do. But apparently, he tried poisoning the dog. He allegedly poisoned the dog. And officials say the poison used was fentanyl. Hardly a poison, but can easily be lethal. But it wasn't with this dog. And so what did the guy do? The guy decided, well, since the fentanyl didn't work on the dog, he decided, well, what the heck? I'll stab the dog and let's see what happens with that. 508-996-0500. What say you? Hey, good morning, Brian. How's it going? Brian is. How are you? Great. Hey, I just wanted to touch on that dog uh, story and kind of on the last caller as well. I mean, I think people are really downplaying uh, the mental health issues that are going on, not only in this community, across the country. Um, Like, I I don't see much emphasis on what's going on and uh, like in terms of mental health issues and like the drastic increases after uh, COVID and all of that. And uh, you're seeing it across the board, like even with people like attempting to argue, like, for example, the last caller, people, you said nothing about their food. And I do agree. Um, You know, I live close by. I drive by there multiple times a day and it does look closed a lot. But you also have to take into account that it's a seafood business and usually the bulk of their business is like the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so on and so forth. True. And I must say, definitely. Definitely good food. I've been there, ate it. Great food, actually. Uh, but, like, that's what I'm saying. People people listen to respond. People are not listening to understand. There is no understanding. Like, the lack of community is crazy. Like, people are just getting by. And that's what it seems to be right now. A bunch of robots just trying to get by. Um, and that's where a lot of the frustration and the, you know, misunderstandings and the lack of communication come from. It's just, it's kind of crazy, but you're seeing it across the board. I think you're absolutely right. And it, you use that term robot and it made me think of artificial intelligence. You know, one way or the other, it, it, it's creeping into our life. 
Yeah, it's like it's like those movies that we used to watch where two identical people side by side and, and the only way you could figure out who's who is by asking them those questions that the person only the person would understand. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know if you if you went on Twitter and you've seen the pictures of uh, Joe Biden and Trump hugging and like they're fishing together <laughs> and you look at those pictures and you're like Wow, that is insane. Or, listen, you're a crypto guy. I don't know if you've seen those, um, you know, Michael Saylor ads where they're trying to fish for your crypto. Oh, send me uh, send me an Ethereum and I'll send you six back. Yeah. If you watch those videos, it's insane. Yeah, they it's are. insane. It's like literally you think they're really them, but they're, they're not. So. Yeah, we're in a we're in a pickle. So it's like you know, mental health issues combined with is this real or am I being tricked? We're and it's it's getting bad out there. So you know, that's that's something that I think needs to have a lot more focus is the mental health going on. You know that that that's an idea for a show. In fact, I, I appreciate that, and thank you, thank you much for bringing it up. Thanks. Yeah, have a good day. You too. It's about time for me to get out of here. Chris McCarthy is up next.